0: Man, you know, you sit there and tell Mark we're almost out of time and then you start thinking as you're saying that and you want to finish the thought. Maybe a real good cut for time moment, but I uh, really love that segment with him. Um, lots to think about, lots to unpack from that at some point too. So it may make its way to cut for time. You never know. But I think there's so many things, as everybody keeps saying, and Grant said it during his segment, about your resistance or your embracing of chat GPT and all these different things we're using AI for. And uh, it was a real interesting dilemma that some of the mobility instructors will find themselves with of, hey, can we use this? How are we using this particular uh, method, this tool uh, for getting around and and mobility? So uh, really interesting. If you missed that, please check it out via the podcast. Kelly McDonald here with Brock
2: Richardson. Speaking of time to unpack, it's time to unpack this week's segment with Danielle McLaughlin. It's time for Know Your Rights.
1: Did you know that everyone has rights? No matter who we are, we all qualify. But what happens when freedoms collide? The answers are rarely simple, but always interesting. Join me, Danielle McLaughlin, to talk about civil liberties and human rights on Know Your Rights.
2: There are many kinds of disabilities. Unfortunately, not everyone with certain kinds of disabilities know they have rights. This is particularly true with people who are living with substance addiction disorder. Danielle, always a pleasure to have you on board. Pleasure working with you on Friday last week. And we love this conversation as well. Can you start by telling us what you mean by duty to accommodate, if we could start there?
1: Absolutely. And it was a real pleasure working with you Friday as well, Brock. It's uh, one of my favorite things to do. And I think we had a pretty good time. This is an interesting issue because, um, Substance dependency or substance addiction disorder is an issue, you know, in in many countries. Canada certainly is is one of them. We have human rights um, in every province, human rights acts, as well as federally, and those acts include for employers a duty to accommodate. When that basically means that in order to treat people fairly, you can't treat everybody the same, and as People with disabilities know that, um, you know, if you were to treat everybody the same, we would be quickly leaving out many kinds of people who can't get access to the facilities, for example, if we assume that everybody can climb stairs or if we assume that everybody can behave in one one fashion or, or another. So this means that an employer, specifically here, may be required... To do something about their rules and regulations may be required to alter their rules and regulations in some fashion that will make it possible for a person with a disability, and in this case, a substance dependency disability, to get to work, to do their work. So it's, it you know, and that's a very general kind of statement, isn't, isn't it? Oh, um, for sure, for sure. So... You know, th- this this is a very difficult issue, and it's becoming perhaps slightly more difficult as we become more and more aware of this kind uh, of disability.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and at Danielle, we always get wondering, because we hear it as disabled people, hey, are you going to disclose before you go for the interview? Are you going to this, that, the other thing, because right. we think I'm behind the gun. If I do that, they're going to just, well, nice that you came. Uh, See you later. Don't let the door hit you in the back. That's that's the paranoia. That's the belief, unfortunately, many of us are led to. But in the case of substance dependency, does that employee have to disclose that to the employer?
1: And this is a a, a really interesting question. Without a, a as always, without a, a, an absolute yes or no, yes. if an employer suspects that the employee is not able to perform his or her work, isn't uh, you know doing what is expected that that they will do, the employee may benefit by disclosing why. Um, it if you disclose a disability, it puts you in line for some kind of accommodation if an employer feels that you are just you know not doing your work because you don't feel like it and you're just uh, you know an awful kind of employee they can let you go um you know goodbye see ya you know this you you signed on to do job x you're not doing it you know we, we can't keep you around if the person discloses that the reason they're unable or uh, you know, haven't haven't Done the work that they're expected to do is because of a disability, and in this case, particularly a, a substance abuse uh, disorder, then the employee employer uh, um, really needs to look at what can they do to accommodate that disability.
2: And I think too, Danielle, like when we look at you know a substance abuse, abuse disorder, that comes with like a stereotype of a a way that a person's going to be a way that a person's going to act yeah. because of their substance abuse and i think in this case that's sort of why it might be challenging for people to disclose that because they know that while well, this comes with you know a stereotype that i may not be able to do a b or c and, and it's less so when it's somebody who's coming in with cerebral palsy and just saying i want to work you know that that yeah. comes with its own tag as well but if we talk about um, some of the ways that an employee can accommodate, um, uh, sorry, if we can talk about some of the ways that an employee, an employer can accommodate an employee with this kind of uh, disorder, how can they do that?
1: Well, that's a really good question, and it, you know, the thing about uh, reasonable accommodation is it takes creativity, <laughs> and there isn't. One answer that suits every em- employer and employee. So it really depends upon the workplace, what the job is, the person is expected to be to be doing. But uh, you know, here here's a list of some of the things that an employer might consider. They might be able to tolerate absences. Um, it depends on the work. Some people may be able to work from home, as an example. Um, they may be able to tolerate excessive absenteeism. Somebody who doesn't show up. Um, on Mondays, maybe they can, you know, if depending upon the kind of work, uh, be able to work later at a certain other day. They might be permitting them time off for treatment programs. They may be providing them an employee assistance program, which is often what a larger employer is able to do. An employer uh, whose insurance provides for a situation where the employee can be given uh, an assistance program. Uh, you know, and you can't uh, provide somebody with an assistance program unless they've come forward and said, I, I have a problem or I have a disability. Um, you know, there are people who are addicted to certain substances whose work does not suffer. You know, they're right. fine at work. It may be other places where where they're having problems. If they're fine at work, then it's nobody's business. Um But if the employer, for example, is a kind of employer that does drug testing on a regular basis or alcohol, you know, if if you're driving a truck, um, you know, maybe they can be permitted a certain number of relapses, uh, you know, a few times. Um, And maybe the employer can say, you know, we're going to help you by getting you counseling. It may not work the first time because we know that this is definitely part of the issue. Can the employer then say, you know, well... Let's go back to this and see if we can if the counseling uh, can be repeated, is it more likely to work the third, fourth, fifth time? Again, it depends upon the workplace and the employee and and you know what an employer ca- can tolerate. One of the questions that um, has been asked is what if an employee is stealing from an employer in order to to facilitate their their habit? You know, sh- should an employer, have to put up with having things stolen from the workplace and that's not again you don't have a yes or no answer depends is 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 the answer you know what are they stealing how how big a problem is it do you need to call the police um that's right. that's another issue
0: because one would argue that's a crime just like you said a while yes. ago about gambling for example that may not affect the person's job they may not be you know needing to steal money they may show up to work they may have a habit they may be losing money they may be living in their car because of the habit but if they're showing up to work and doing the job it's when it interferes so that's very fascinating Um, and like you say not black and white what are one of the most difficult issues facing people with substance uh, dependency when
1: it comes to this well, when they're trying to sti- seek that accommodation, stigma is there. one of the is one of the biggest right. ones. You know, um, you know, very few people are comfortable coming forward and saying, I, "I have a problem. This is what my problem is. Can you help me?" Um, the first thing that most workplaces are going to want to do is, you know, try to talk somebody in into getting better, in into you know, getting uh, help to stop being addicted to whatever it is that they're addicted to. But there's such a stigma, you know, people will say, um, do you really want to have somebody in your workplace who has this particular issue? It is a bona fide disability. It is listed among the, you know, the human rights requirements for accommodation for disability. Um, and yet, you know, because it is what some people might call an acquired disability, very often, the person with that disability is blamed um It's your own fault that you have this disability, and therefore you know why should I do anything for you and yet, there is this obligation under law um, There are certain kinds of jobs, as an example, being a lawyer where you are not permitted to uh to to have this kind of disability if If you are reported. Uh, as having a, uh, let's say, an alcohol problem um, and you are known to, uh, you know, to be impaired when you're dealing with your clients or if you show up impaired to court, um, you will probably lose your accreditation to act as a lawyer. So, you know, you're not going to want to leap forward and tell people that you have this problem um, if you suspect that it could be the end of your your career, so, you know, these are really difficult situations. If somebody comes forward early and is able to, um, you know, be brought into some kind of uh, a program that can help them to deal with their their substance abuse issue, uh, they're more likely to be able to, to continue their career, and yet there's this push-pull kind of situation where you know, you're know you hoping that nobody notices because you're afraid you will lose your your career. Um, and yet, if you don't come forward, you could lose your career.
0: Right, because you, you're coming forward at least saying, I have a problem, um, and that can get you that support from your, your workplace, depending on, of course, what you're doing. If you're working heavy equipment, obviously. That's right. Maybe drinking or, or, or narcotics are not the kind of thing you're going to be able to do um, but again going back on acquired if someone has an injury loses their hearing losing their vision again we know hey you can't discriminate against that person it's incumbent upon the workplace whether they were there or looking for work to be supportive
1: that's right and they and to accommodate that disability there is really no difference in law between a an acquired disability and an inherent disability it's a disability right. Um yeah. how one accommodates various disabilities, again, people have to be creative, they have to be thoughtful, and they have to be kind. You know, you, 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 you don't look at your employee, if you're an employer, as the adversary. You look at right. this as a person, you've, you know, you, you've uh, invested in their training, as an example, you want them to stay, presumably, they've, they've done good work at a certain point, and you want to make sure that they get to live. The kind of life that that is is worth living for them. How do you help? It's hard, them do Danielle, that?
0: because so many people have looked at certain. Well, they certainly would look at some of this as not a disability, That's an right. ugly bad habit, or whatever you mm-hmm. might want to call it. And it's it's hard, I'm sure, for so many places where people don't even have a clue that hey, man, legally, you have to do yeah. what you can to work with this person when they disclose to you.
1: That's right, and you know. I think that many different um, uh, employees who don't really know their obligations under law would say, "Uh uh-uh, I I can't have somebody like that working for me. Um, There's too great a liability. Well, you need to find out what are the liabilities. Are there liabilities? And what are your liabilities if you don't accommodate because those are also at issue, you know there there are penalties for violating uh, human rights codes um, and you don't want to do that again, part of it's being kind, but part of it is, is just you know a, 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 you're obliged by law to to deal with a situation in a way that looks at, uh, at discrimination. you know how do we avoid discriminating against people? You know, you you as again, as I said, your duty to accommodate as an employer um doesn't mean that you treat everybody exactly the same. You really do need to think about what each individual needs, what each employment place, workplace needs, and how do you work around those different things so that you can come together. It's a it's a very difficult issue.
2: It really goes back to your original point of It depends and I know you hear the people that will say yeah but they're they're doing you know they're doing drugs they're it's their own choice yeah you do hear that but if if you want to accommodate and you're willing to you can there's certain situations as we've said that you just can't do it but there are certain ones does it really affect the output of this person and I think sometimes we look at them with this rose-colored glasses that says well yeah but because of this this is who you are which is not Always the case, Danielle. And I think this topic has brought light to this for sure. Danielle, thank you so much. Appreciate the topic. Always gets us thinking on a Monday to begin our week.
1: Thank you, Brock. Nice to see you, Kelly, as well. Have a good week.
2: You as well. Danielle McLaughlin brings us Know Your Rights on Mondays. She will be back next Monday at this time for another What We Know Will Be a Fascinating Discussion.
0: So Brock and I will tell you a little bit about what's coming up on this program tomorrow when we return in two minutes on the other side of the break. We'll see what's going on. Brock will deliver to us what the plans are for now at Dave Brown. They're on at 9 a.m. in the morning on AMI-tv. And what else we got for you? Oh, don't forget the closing moment. I'll give you a hint. Get ready to play a little flag football, would you? We'll be right back. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break.